Joanne, Nathan, what I take away from this show is that fear is actually a key policy in the history of immigration. It's not just fear. It's the theater of fear. It's the performance that, mm. that is meant to get people fearful, that is meant to encourage people to take action, to quote unquote self-deport, which is a term that I hate. You mentioned theater of fear, Joanne. I mean, I wonder who that performance is for, right? Is it as much for the average American voter who needs a greater sense of security, you know, from mm. you know the, the notion that a wall is going to be built? Or or is it for the undocumented who is meant to basically, you know, hightail it out of the country before ICE knocks on their door? It kind of has to be a little bit of both, right? Yeah. There you have the, the, the craft and statecraft <laughs> is that if you come down too hard on one side or another, you're going to get pushback. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons that this tactic is so psychological, if you will, is mm. we have very mixed feelings about immigration in the first place. I mean, for much of American history, for most immigrants that come here, they're basically being encouraged to come here, often to fill America's insatiable need for labor. It's such an ingrained part of American identity, too, that, that we're a nation of immigrants. But so much of this is about national identity, right. insiders, outsiders, aliens. I mean, the, the clash, I guess, of symbolism and sort of brute level reality that we're talking about here is, is really striking. So here, here's the thing. And this links Chinese exclusion. It links Mexican-American immigration. You know, it links the concerns now about terrorists, right? I mean, we imagine the country as a white country. And we're much more ready to accept migrants from Britain, parts of Europe, you know, even from, you know, Russia, frankly, than we are, you know, from the places of the world that we consider to be the global south or East Asia. I mean, that's just a fact. When nativism gets stoked up and it has its greatest traction, it's against those people who are considered to be, you know, non-white. I mean, the fact that we have concerns now about, you know, Russian interference in the election or that there are concerns during World War II about German Nazis landing on American shores, none of that had the same kind of visceral consequence that it's had relative to Arab people, relative now to South Asian people, relative to Mexican-Americans. I mean, we have to just be willing to acknowledge, at least for a moment, that with the fear button, it, it rings and it resonates largely because the country imagines itself and, and the white Americans of this country imagine the nation to be a white Nation, and it needs to stay that way in order for the country to be America. Although Sadly. I think you have to broaden the definition of white. I think it is racial, but I, I guess what I'm thinking of is I'm going back to early America when well, you know right, the, the Irish, for example, yeah, yeah. were considered a them and not an us. Catholics right. were considered a them right. and not an us. So I, I, I do think it, it is very much about race, but but that even that in and of itself isn't always framed the same way. Well, no, I, I would completely agree with that in, in the sense that the them is always a non-white them. That's all I would say right, is that right, the right, Irish right. Get, get incorporated. Right. But, you know, I think in a, in a weird way, I mean, it's, it's hard to disentangle race and immigration and policy. I um, mean, maybe we shouldn't disentangle it. But I, I think, you know, at the base of this, we should ask the question, is it possible to have an effective immigration policy mm -hmm. that's not based on fear? Right. I'd like to hope so.